Emotional Cripples is an entertainment podcast which contains frank discussions about mental health. Listener caution is advised. Hello, and welcome to episode three uh, of season two of Emotional Cripples. It's like buses, isn't it? Like yeah. two come along at once, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. This is definitely episode three of season two. Um, a podcast about male mental health. Mm. Uh, I'm Andrew Lowe. I'm Tim Tucker. So today what we're going to do is... Um, we intended to get this out on New Year's Day. Hopefully we did. Yeah. <laughs> if we did, Happy New Year. Hey. If we didn't, uh, uh, um, I'd be having a nice summer. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, what we thought we'd do is, we're, we're going to try and do a few more episodes in 2020, and in 2020, not 2020. Yeah, 2020. Because we're English. Or not 2020, which yeah. is how we've been counting up till now. And so, um, we're going to try and do a few more episodes and you know we're busy people what do you want from us we're going to try and do a few more but <laughs> stop sending emails saying where's the next episode just leave yeah. it so um, but what we thought we'd do is have a look back you know one thing when you get to the end of the year is um, what I've noticed is you never see anybody uh, on any sort of media outlets or anything like that look back at the year no or, it's, it's missing from the media calendar yeah they though. never yeah. You know, I'm always thinking I wonder what the best sort of songs of the year were or the I'd That's like a films. good list, and nobody makes those. It's, yeah, you just you think it'd be sort of quite a, uh, an intuitive thing to do, <laughs> but I'm well, always let's thinking. Break that. Let's do that. Yeah, I just thought because I'm always thinking if only someone would tell me what the best films were or the best <laughs> books or something. So, um, so we we'll do a little, little bit of that. Yeah. And but I thought it'd be a bit more positive to look forward. Yes. To 2020, you know, yeah. and there's lots of things to look forward to. A lot of people complaining at the moment, obviously in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the general election, yeah. uh, if you weren't on that, you know the winning side, people moaning about it. Um, so everyone going, "Oh, this is all doomed." So mm. let's forget that. Let's look forward and think. Look Some at the good, good stuff that might be yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, so I thought to start with one thing that's one thing that annoyed me about 2019 is we didn't get rogue androids in uh, coming back to Los Angeles from off-world no. locations to. To try and extend their lifespan, Big which, which annoyed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the year it said, they said it was going to happen. in Blade Runner, the opening they did. text thing. Yeah, so, so that's that's a lot gone. didn't transpire, didn't it, in terms of science yeah. fiction? Yeah. yeah, that didn't happen. That's um, disappointing. But I'm over that now. Oh, that's I, I'm yeah. over it. I think it's probably a good thing. But there was quite quite a few uh, interesting technological. Remind me, because I'm numb to anything now, technological. What what did happen that was interesting? Um, did we get to Mars or something? The thing that really scares me at the moment is deep fakes. Oh Have yeah, seen that? yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 like um, yeah video that's sort of Photoshop yeah. video type. Of stuff. Yeah. So because what we seem to have moved into, that's, I'll be quite quick on this, is facts and truth stuff. Yeah. We definitely that's gone now. We don't need to worry about that. Right. We just make stuff up and lie about it. <laughs> yeah. No one seems to care. Facebook no one... have like shrugged responsibility off. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can, it does seem to be that you can sort of lie, say you didn't say something when you did say it, say it's going to be uh, 30,000 more whatever nurses, wasn't it? Yeah. Most of them were already employed anyway. Yeah. And say, no, I think you'll find that what I'm saying is correct, even though it's mathematically demonstrably not. 
and then move on and then move on and then yeah. and sort of talk over people and yeah and also sort of you can call people names and stuff and slur their character now can't you oh and yeah you, like, like Elon Musk did yeah and then say that is fine it's just a joke yeah don't worry about it but you say the same joke three times yeah. Elon <laughs> is, so, isn't that <laughs> it's definitely we're living in strange times I think we is are. what I'm saying yeah, yeah. We, we're it's uncharted it. territory yeah. yeah so um so yeah, they were quite. I mean, deepfakes is interesting because you just think, well, that that is that's a, that exemplifies this time we're living in, where we don't know what's real, what isn't real, and and, and the impact on mental health yeah. is pretty severe, isn't it? Because if you don't know what's true and you don't yeah. know, you know, who's telling the truth and all that stuff. In all seriousness, I think that if you were, if you did, it's a really bad time to suffer from Asperger's yeah. syndrome to be in any way, you know. Um, yeah. have that have, it's, because we know that the, the a big issue is, is is about how does this work you know you need yeah. to know how things work and what the rules are and the, the, there's a rigidity and to it and you take things literally so if somebody yeah. lies to you you take that as you know yeah we're all conditioned in that way to some extent aren't we we expect politicians to tell the truth yeah we expect we, the news to be true it does seem that we've moved on from that now we don't no, yeah. one, no one's bothered about that anymore and uh, it's pretty distressing, actually, isn't it? It's yeah. pretty distressing to think that you know we're going to have to be hyper aware yeah. of when something's false or could be false. It's almost like the truth, the idea of what the truth is, not too philosophical, but somebody telling the truth uh, is a bad thing now. Blimey. Because Greta Thunberg, the oh yeah. The one who's been bullied by Trump on Twitter. Well, yeah, she has Asperger's as well. Yeah. So I see a late middle-aged man. I always enjoy yeah. seeing a late middle-aged man like, get one over and oh. sort of on a, on a 16-year-old with Asperger's. Yeah, <laughs> girl. <it's, laughs> it shows it's how powerful he is. Fascinating. But I think it, it does seem to be that, you know, she stood up and, you know, very boldly um, told the truth yeah. about what's happening demonstrably, you know, mm. scientifically, about what's happening, how we are basically... Yeah, sort of um, sucking the planet dry and and uh, and just um, ruining the environment, doing all these things that you know, living unsustainably as a species, basically. Yeah, uh, and then people were just saying, just shut up, you know, just go, yeah, relax, get back to your bedroom, and, and yeah, it's you know. awful, isn't it? So it's quite, that's really depressing. Yeah, definitely so, one of the low lights of 2019 I think yeah, so I does, mean she's one of the highlights but the way she's been is, yeah. treated by by middle aged white men yeah. I mean we shouldn't be too down on middle aged white men there are other course, people yeah, but it's mostly middle aged white men who have been uh, yeah. threatening her physically and mentally so one of the 2019 things um, is uh, I was going to ask you Tim yeah. uh, the end of the end of last year so long ago now Yes. we talked about a little bit about one things things we're going to do in the new year and um, mm. what's happening. Now, I thought I'd challenge you on a few things. Okay, is this, a, is this thing, okay. <laughs> you didn't tell me you were going to do this. No, so I thought I'd um, <laughs> things that you mentioned. You know, all those good intentions. Okay. I wondered how your veganism was going for one. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> so that is actually quite positive. I'm not okay, a vegan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be. Uh, okay. But I did for January successfully. <clears throat> I was a vegan all through January, yeah. and then the rest of the year I set myself this thing of only having meat twice a month. Yeah. Okay. Which I've largely stuck to. Good. Um, and I eat mostly plant-based diet now. Right. So, uh, so it depends how you measure success. I measure success in the fact that I'm eating much more healthily than I was okay. last year. Yeah. How does that... Well, that goes back to what we were saying in the last episode about not being perfect. Of just, yes. just thinking, you know, reaching for something is good, is good enough. And, and yeah. you know, don't beat yourself up if you don't 
actually get exactly yeah exactly and I, it's, it's, I I might do Veganuary again actually yeah um, but anyway yeah good good call thank yeah. you um, what else and uh, also uh, the damp on your walls I was wondering how if you've addressed that issue yet (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember Um, no I haven't I don't think because I think there was no that that was the last time we spoke (laughs) I put it to you Tim that you said you were going to sort that out and I'm just wondering how that's gone I didn't I didn't sort that out but I did get a new kitchen and extension done okay (laughs) so you you built that around the damp on top of it no it's a different bit of the building but um this I'm trying to find this as a metaphor for your mental health, but I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. Well, you know, room, <laughs> rooms are metaphors for parts of our brain, aren't they? So, um, are they? if part of my brain is damp, what yeah. does that mean? Discuss. Yeah. But no, um, I'm glad you're bringing this up, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did you make any? Uh, no, carry on with. <laughs> no. I, um, did you make any? Um, like uh, what we what we said? If you if you remember, I mean, it was I don't a, remember. a long time ago. <laughs> was um, was to not. To do any resolutions basically uh, yes that's right we, yeah. we said you need to free yourself up from that yeah. and use January assuming this is going out in January now yeah it's good luck you know it's a miserable time yeah but we said don't worry about not doing things in January because that's it's right, yeah. bleak and dark and your skin it's the and you're overweight time to do it. Yeah. and it's a hard time to do it so look at January as a hibernation month yeah rather than a month where you're going to be you know virtuous yeah in the midst of you know just but we're we're on the other end of that we're we're yeah. so while we're looking back is there anything that you hoped you'd you'd have done that you didn't do or vice versa that you wish you had done <laughs> um well i think what i wanted to try and do was just i think what i said in that last podcast was i was just gonna write more books yeah which you did just keep writing and just keep uh mm. so Again, you know, and so I've got I wrote two. I've written two since we did that, and I've got. Where are they available? And uh, on Amazon dot uh, com or dot co uk. Excellent, sort of major, yeah. So um, we did that. I, I mean, I, I did achieve that, and that's uh, very useful. And also, I went zip lining in Croatia as well, <laughs> which is <laughs> that wasn't on your list. <laughs> that wasn't on my list, but uh, was that was, a worthwhile pursuit? It was, and I'm still quite. I still can't quite believe I did that, actually. In a, really? Yeah. Was it quite scary, then? And I think, you know that thing where you see on tea towels where it says, do something that scares you every day? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, empty your bank account. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, was, that was pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that's definitely one of those that sort of applies. Would I'm, Russian roulette count as, as <laughs> something that scares you? <laughs> but that does apply, because I was in, yeah. you know, I went to Croatia in summer, it was nice, and... Um, yeah. Very cheap, actually. If, you, if you're interested, okay, yeah. are you se- are you selling me this? <laughs> yeah, I'm just on a commission with the Croatian <laughs> Tourist Board. Great, because it's they, they don't have the euro; they have like a weird sort of monopoly money oh, wow. thing. I think it's called the Kuna, yeah. And so the exchange rate is great if you're going from in the UK to right. Croatia. The very specific tip, for listeners. <laughs> I get the feeling you're just selling packages, <laughs> but no, it was good. And so while we were there, we had the opportunity to. Uh, Go on a wire over a cavern. Was it really high? Like really high, high, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like terrifyingly high. Yeah, I mean they, they had to drive us up in this kind of terrifying van yeah. to the top of this like mountain, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just 
and you have to get down to the bottom by using a series of zip lines that progressively go down and along across between the, the sort of mount the cavern you know, across the cavern yeah a river below and um, so all the time you know you're thinking well I mean this is definitely I'm going to die if this goes wrong yeah. it's that sort of Death is, yeah. it's that sort of fear of flying isn't it because when you it's almost like when you think if I'm driving around it's like a cognitive it's a sort of mm. um, if you're driving around you think well I'll be okay I'll be, I might be able to stop in time or I might be able to yeah. but if the plane goes wrong you, yeah. you can't just get onto another plane or it's not it's not a, it's not a comfort to know that it happens less often is it because they tell you yeah. oh it's statistically far yeah. more likely you'll you'll bit hurt in a I prefer crash. it if it just never happened yeah <laughs> but but yeah when <clears throat> but, but zip lining was that feeling where you just say okay I'm now willingly doing something that is and they make you sign a massive disclaimer as well which didn't help oh, they make you, you sign a you've re- got to read through the book could happen to you if yeah, you, you crumpled do. limbs and yeah you read through uh, you have to sign a whole thing saying and it actually says this is dangerous yeah it might. doesn't say you know be be aware that there is you know there are risks involved and stuff mm. it actually says you are now about to do something that is dangerous <laughs> just just to make sure you know that <laughs> to cover uh, themselves and if you die it was nothing to do with us <sighs> but anyway so yeah that was quite an interesting sort of challenge yeah. for somebody who's quite you know quite anxious but things like that do um, they stay with you don't they they become a touch point for doing other things I think so yeah because because I would again it's going back to what we were talking about perfectionism Mm. uh, of trying to you can't make everything safe no and that's what that Mm. what that's taught me is trying to I suppose if you suffer from anxiety then you tend to try to err towards the things that um are going to be relatively, you know, benign. Yeah. And so uh, I think on a long enough timescale, that's quite a bad thing because you need to be, like we're talking about the football, you need to be mm. trying things out that might not work. Yeah, um, and when, when I was exploring parts of my um, thought processes through NLP and things, one of the things that came up a lot for all of the group that I was in was fear. So mm. why, why haven't I written that novel, Fear of Failure? Why haven't I yeah. changed career fear of failure yeah. why haven't I left my job or moved on from that relationship fear yeah. so when, when you overcome fear like you did on the zip wire that becomes something that you can say I can overcome fear do you know what I mean it yeah. becomes an enabler doesn't it that you can then think if I can overcome that fear I can do that in other parts of my life yeah and you know I'm not sort of trying to say oh how brilliant and brave I was uh, although that's given yeah. but it did feel really counterintuitive I mean to a point where I almost didn't do it yeah. and I thought what I need to do is get myself to a point where it's more worse to not do it than it is to just go, let's do it. Right. right. And it sort of was at the time where you did do the first line. Yeah. And not not of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that did help. But um Yeah. But when you the point where you have to do the first one, the guy the people who were running it, I said, Do people just duck out here when they about to walk off the edge of a cliff and he said, yeah, quite a few, yeah, but really? we have to, and he said, the problem is we've got to get down to the bottom yeah. with the other people, so they have to go back down where we climbed up here, wait by the van for two hours, and then, yeah. so you're just thinking, oh, fuck that, I'll just do it. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's sort of, <laughs> but it does feel really counterintuitive. I mean, the yeah. only, so what I've learned from that is, as you say, to you know, try and go a little bit outside of, you know, it's a horrible cliche, your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, and just yeah. think, um, not not uh, 
not duck away from things mm. that you don't already know you like. Yeah. Or you don't already know uh, you enjoy. Yeah. Um, uh, not to assume, you know, try, try not to assume it's going to be some sort of horrible, terrifying thing. Yeah. And it's because it's, I think what it taught me is that anxiety is you build things up in your mind, you suffer in your mind about yeah. what's going to happen, what might happen, what might happen. Oh, if the line breaks, oh, the first person to ever go on the zip line and the line might break, it yeah. might be me. Yeah, so yeah. You, you know you build up all this anxiety because anxiety is like um, you know it's like water it'll find its channel yeah. you you know you'll you'll be able to cut things off and go no it's safe they've never had an accident um, mm. you know all of these things and then your anxiety will find a tiny channel and it'll go yeah but you might be the first one that yeah. there's an accident it'll seep in there yeah, yeah. so it will find a way and that's but, how anxiety works isn't it but it's trying but so overcoming that it does feel quite powerful you know and it, and it is because um, I'm, I've been looking into things about um, that come up in all areas of um, therapy, which is that what, what actually you're responding to when you're depressed or anxious um, or fearful is the thought, not the thing. Yeah. It's the, the old cliche of you have nothing to fear but fear itself is, mm. is where it comes, is, is actually yeah. a truism. So it's really hard to get your head around that though, isn't it? Because you're looking down an abyss on a zip wire going no I'm scared of this dropping and being a crumpled heap at the bottom yeah. but actually if you think about it it is still the thought of that that's, that you're fearful of um, and, I, and I think that that's one thing I'm desperately trying to work on is you know when I'm depressed I know there are chemical things we've got to be careful here because there are chemical reasons why we get depressed as of well. course yeah, yeah. But, but there is a huge uh, power in enabling yourself to think okay if I what, what am I depressed about is the thought is making it worse um, or anxious about the thought is making it worse that's why I need to get over I think it, I do think a lot of it uh, comes down to control I think control is something that really passes through a lot of mental health yeah um, and this fact that we're living in you know our brains haven't evolved yeah uh, for the world we live in mm. you know that's kind of yes. definitely a big key sort of base theme to mental health problems in modern life yeah because you're you know you're you we live in a world that's so much is out of our control Hmm. but for our brains at the level our brains are you know Hmm. evolutionarily speaking yeah it's just fight or flight is that dangerous what's that noise yeah uh you know where's the food Hmm. but we have so many other things coming in from all multiple different channels now that we we feel out of control of so yeah, yeah. so i think a lot of yeah, mental health comes down to control you know mm. and you know a lot of, you know you know eating disorders are all about control aren't they yeah, you know, yeah. self-harm that um, perfectionism thing perfectionism yeah. yeah and i think there's a part of that of me standing at the edge of a zip line thinking i'm surrendering control surrendering yeah. control exactly yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's what that's about and i mm. think that's quite a powerful thing it once is. you've done it once yeah to think i surrendered control and it was okay yeah, I, I you know I loved it. It was an incredible, exhilarating thing to do. You know, I just mm. there were seven lines you had to go down to get to the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. So the first two, I was thinking, I can't believe I've got five to go. This is awful. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be able to do them all. And after three or four of them, I was just thinking, I can't wait for the next one. It sort of kicked in that feeling yeah, of yeah. I understand why people do that kind of thing now. The euphoria. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's sort of, and you realise the power of just relinquishing control. You know, and you can yeah. just enjoy something. Mm. Um, so that's a lesson you can apply to other parts of your life, isn't it? In a yeah, way. yeah. If you want to see it as a lesson, do you yeah. think if you'd have ended up a crumpled cripple uh, and we were having yeah. this conversation on a hospital? Ward, yeah, would it be different? Well, I think what you, you know, you could say in my in this multiverse crippled me, yes. 
would be saying, oh, it's just unlucky, you know, I think yeah. everyone should do it, yeah. but most people won't be like me now, yeah. the multiverse crippled me, there'll be, most people will just be me now, the real world going, it was amazing, and That's, I was glad I relinquished control. That is exactly the attitude we all need to take, <laughs> isn't it? But no, I, I think that is fascinating, and um, yeah, be, for, if, if there's an outcome for me, it's, it's um, working on understanding that it's the thought that creates a lot of the problems we create for ourselves, the thought that you, you're responding to, not the mm. f- physical phenomena. Yeah, so what was your favourite album last year? <laughs> <laughs> Other things I enjoyed in 2019 were um, this book Chasing the Rainbow. Um, and I'm trying to uh, figure out from that title what it's about. It sounds like Monty Burns' book in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Um, or is it? Is it about like no. um, heroin? <laughs> no, it's by... Porna Bell, P-O-O-R-N-A, Porna right. Bell. And um, now it's about her partner's suicide. So, oh, right. But what's what's really interesting about it is the way that I heard a great interview with her where she was talking about, um, talking about him and all the things that he was, at the time, you know, his, his struggles with mental health. Mm. And I find it incredibly moving, but also really illuminating about how, well, she talked about how his behaviour mm. and... Um, all of the markers that we've often we've touched on in the podcast before yeah um about somebody who is you know the, the idea of the contemplation of suicide or the idea of you're moving into that arena where mm-hmm. you're you know it's it's it within, an option it's within reach yeah it's it's a dark sort of option but yeah um and she she's really moving the way she talks about him being you know it's very intelligent vibrant funny sort of character but um quite um quite difficult in terms of his so you know he has mm. some sort of social anxieties and um she said that he went he comes from he came from New Zealand she said she went home to New Zealand with him saw his family and she was really shocked by how different he was um with his family right. and so and she said so much so she hardly recognized him she hardly recognized can relate to that right yeah yeah the person she'd fallen in love with as, as a sort of relationship uh, as, as related to the two of them mm. she said he was very he was so different in a negative way or yeah quite yeah. harsh and quite um, right. quite abrasive oh, and, okay. and quick to quick to get irritated and yeah she was and what what it kind of what brought home to me was the idea that we're all different people there's different mm. versions of ourselves yeah with, uh, definitely depending yeah. on who we're with or what the situation is yeah and um, I wonder if that's part of that thing we were talking about with control where you're trying to find mm. this ideal and back to perfection again you're trying to find yeah. this person um, this, it, this someone going like, oh I'm trying to find myself you know who who you are is yeah. part of the problem part definitely of the I, can I contribute something yeah. to that because I was um, there's a you know you know I'm a fusty old rock lover but there's a brilliant documentary of um, Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder tour on uh, mm. Netflix and the thing that keeps haunting me is there's a it's made by Scorsese so it's a great documentary yeah but there's a bit at the beginning where he says um Bob Dylan now you know today says I don't know why people keep talking about trying to find themselves the point of life is to create yourself yeah and uh it's really haunted me that's great I've never thought of that um and the whole documentary is about him creating himself in the 70s again yeah 
But also, it turns out, a lot of the documentary is a lie. He got actors to play parts. Sharon Stone's in it, and she claims she was a groupie. Well, not a groupie, sorry. She was 16 and hanging around. It turns out she wasn't. That's all a lie. Okay. Fabricated by Scorsese and Dylan. Wow. So he's kind of reinvented his history. But he kind of cues it up in this way. Yeah. Um... What do you think of that quote? Is well, that, I mean, you know, does that make sense? Well, if you I, if you heard the previous episode where we talked about Johnny Wilkinson, where he yes. said always be arriving, mm. that sounds like the same thing to me. Yeah, it sounds like you know you're constantly creating yourself, yeah. you're constantly creating opportunity. You're mm. you know you're trying things out. Uh, you know, trying a, a different version of yourself, maybe. Yeah, which is what Dylan and Bowie did, and people like that, and yeah. a lot of. Uh, you know, Bowie particularly, yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of different persona to, yeah, to um, and a lot of people do it. A lot of performers do it. It comes with, you know, particularly stand yeah. stand up comedy actors. Know, there's yeah, there's a lot of. I remember there's a guy Mark Watson. You probably know him, stand up yeah. comedian. He start when he first started being a stand up comedian. He was Welsh, Welsh <laughs> accent, right? Heavily, you know, yeah, yeah. And he was at some point in his career, he was like, outed, right? For, he wasn't. He's not Welsh at all. <laughs> just used a Welsh accent That's brilliant. as a barrier, yeah, uh, sort of a psychological you know, Wait, little yeah. filter. Because we get... can be something else. But I, yeah. I wonder if we can bring that into our mental dealing with mental health or any aspect of our yeah our um, life, whether that's a healthy thing or not. I, I was I've been struggling with it ever since seeing that documentary. Whether that's actually a healthy thing yeah. to do or not. People, do you know what I mean? People say this thing, don't they? Um, oh, he's comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, yeah. That, that's. <laughs> I'm yeah. not really sure what that means. I never really have been sure what that means. No. Because... That implies finding yourself, doesn't it? Which is yeah. the antithesis of this. I think what it means is confidence. It means he feels confident. Yeah. Um, but as we know, people can fake that. Yeah. So uh, I've never quite understood what being comfortable in your own skin means. No. Um, I, I suppose I suppose one way, one way of... It just means that you've got really good at... Uh, displaying confidence yeah displaying a confident persona whatever you're feeling inside but as you say i'm not sure whether that's a good thing or not no i read um julian baganini i think his name is on, um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm familiar with the mr baganini's work you know yeah. <laughs> he uh, he wrote a book about the self illusion there's quite a lot in psychology about the self illusion so we we have this idea that we are a, a, a self you know we yeah there is an i and yeah. apparently this is all an illusion yeah according to some i think it is yeah so so um you know, it's a composite of various things. Yeah. So when you create yourself, you are actually contributing to that, um, you know, to that who you are. Yeah. So if you pick a bit of somebody else that you like or you... Um, I think so. I you think know, I do. So there is something in that. It's yeah. just it's just where, where you draw the line, I suppose, because there's, you know... Yeah, if you were born and you were completely isolated, mm. for your, you know, you didn't see your mother just disappeared and you went up at some point and yeah. you have a vague memory of her as you get old, grow up and you've got everything there for you to survive... Yeah. Physiologically. But you never see another person. Thought experiment. Yeah. What would happen? And what, what would you go up to be? What would you be? Uh, yeah. Isn't Casper Hauser about that? that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or the, yeah, but no. I, but I think what you're saying, what, what the implication is that we're defined by our relationships with other people. Yeah, and what we choose to make of of those. Yeah. But, but I think the, the Bob Dylan quote coming back to it is that he, because he used to... Josh, um, George Harrison, who was always talking about inward looking and trying to find himself through yeah. Indian like mysticism, and he would always take the piss out of him for that because because his point is that's that's the wrong way to go. There's no, mm. there's nothing in there. You create it, yeah. you create it, and that's what you become. Yeah. Um, two very different views. I'm I'm struggling to think. 
you know, is one right or one wrong, or is there about you know that's that's just playing around my mind. A it lot. sounds to me a bit like very similar to nature or nurture to me. Yeah, it sounds similar on the similar yeah sort of frequency. Yeah, yeah. Of going. another thing I've enjoyed in 2019 was Darren Brown's book uh, Happy, which I really recommend. Oh, is that good? I yeah. really recommend it. Yeah, it's it's incredibly you know erudite, and you know he's obviously studied. He's well, really well researched. Yeah, you know he talks about stoicism, the philosophers. Um, you know, he talks about this search for happiness making us unhappy is the thing that's making us unhappy. The right, yeah. Back to what we were just saying about yeah. always be arriving, you know, you're always a work in progress. Instead of thinking, mm. when I get this, 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 and this, yeah. I, I arrive at magical happy land and yeah. I can live there forever. But mm. it's, that's, that's, not, really good, yeah. that's not how it works. And he's really, really good on this, in this book on the, the problems with things like goal setting mm. uh, and the things that we intuitively think are a good thing, yeah. like well, goal setting for one, mm, and he, he's yeah. really good on the problems. Problems of brought behind. about by that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I really recommend it. It's a really good read. It might be a good read right now because I set goals last year. <laughs> Maybe I won't set goals yeah. this year. The we damp did. is still there. Yes, the damp is still there. Yeah. Um, so what well, other things about twenty nineteen? Um, uh, what about mental health? Let's talk about mental health. What about? Yeah. What's your your well, so, so personally. I came off my meds this time last year. Yeah. And um, I've been off them ever since. Really? Which is, um, it sounds like I'm saying that in a positive way. I'm actually wondering whether I shouldn't have done. Really? Well, most most of the year has been fine. And yeah. I did have a good... But um, this period of time, we've talked about this in the last episode, so I won't throw it, but it is a difficult time for yeah. me. Less yeah. daylight, more gloom, you mm. know. Um I actually am suffering worse now. Yeah. And I'm beginning to wonder whether actually I shouldn't just go back on them. So I'm struggling with that at the moment and seeing my GP in the new year to talk okay. about it. Um, but after four years of being on medication, I've now had a year off medication. And yep. uh, I suppose it's good to know there's something other than that. Yeah. But I'm not as happy as I was. <laughs> I don't know if I'm articulating that very well, but it's a confusing state, you know. So when you say, when you say you're struggling, do you mean... Uh, do you mean just depression? I've just, just had yeah, low, bouts, low, bouts low of mood and, and yeah, 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 and and with that irritation and yeah. you know, yeah, the whole caboodle of yeah. We talked about know. we did talk about this where because I find if I'm in a, a bit of a low point, um, just the tiniest thing is just a nightmare. Yeah, it's an absolute yeah. amplified. Exactly, yeah. Like if I drop a pen, it's like for fuck's sake, it's yeah. a big problem mm. and. It's not a problem. People looking from the outside will go, "Why are you getting so angry about that's nothing. right?" Yeah. And then that's that's how it manifests for me. I just feel yeah. I, I just feel small things Short too much. Temper, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like I'm, my strings are pulled too tight. Me too. Yeah. And um, and I think when I was when I took medication, I took sertraline. I don't. I've done it for quite a few years. I still haven't done it. That's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> In the right party, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm going, I just can't get any decent shit these days. <laughs> but when I used to be on socially, I, was, I found that was one thing it did help with. It it, yeah. it put a bit of a fuzz, fuzz around the edges. Mm. of um, Yeah. And almost like a, a sort of barrier where I couldn't stray beyond mm. a certain catchment area and go into that the land of yeah. things, tiny things annoying me. Yeah. I, I was kind of fuzzed out by that. Yeah, I think because I was on citalopram, which and a very low, apparently twenty milligrams, not not a high dose every day. Yeah, and um, I couldn't point to what it made me feel. Yeah, it just it was the um, it just took the the edge off this. Yeah, depression. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk to my GP. I don't mm. know what the lesson is here, except to say that yeah, I mean, 
I, I, you know, because I'm, I'm, what I'm concerned about is that I come across as saying it's great that you're off meds. I actually think yeah. if you need the meds, why not keep on them? You know, that that might be the outcome, or it might be not. I don't know. So, you know, for listeners, uh, I'm sure you know. Hopefully, you know and can spot whether it's a good thing or not to be on the meds. The main thing is that we function, isn't it? And if, if it requires medication, then, then yeah. that's important. You know? I think. I think for me, for me, this year has been sort of okay, and <clears throat> I think I definitely struggle seasonally. You know, yeah. I really do struggle seasonally. Um, things in summer, spring, summer. Um, mm. One thing I've really, it's really helped me in terms of my mood is um, just getting outside. It sounds really yeah. trite. But, no, it's so true. But I can't, I, I need to be out. I definitely mm. need to be out somewhere. That's why I like the Peter District. That's why I like walking and getting out. Yeah, being active. and it's, Yeah, being active as well, playing a lot of football as I well. I know that's hard great. if you're not an active person, but it does yeah. definitely help. Even just walking, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I think one. those are the two things for me. I've been playing football two, sometimes three times a week. Um, mm. And that's a social thing as well as yeah. physical, uh, a personal challenge, of improvement. Mm. Um, um, you know, the, the, the camaraderie, the solidarity... Yeah. I mean, coffee with people. It mm. sounds like a small thing, but it, it's important to have that in your life that with people that aren't related to your work or your family. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, because mm. I find that's really mm. helped to, to kind of steady my week. Yeah. You know, to yeah. have that, have those options. That there's an option, and to push myself, being all you know, to have little setbacks of things, making mistakes, but also great little moments. I can think of quite a few little moments of things that. Mm. That you know gave me a lot of pleasure while I was playing football this year. So yeah, you've got some touch points again. Yeah, you? there's touch a lot points of joy and, and yeah camaraderie. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And I find that I find that really important. Also, being outside. One thing I don't like about this time of year is that it just doesn't seem like much of an option to to no. get out when because, it's raining, icy rain. Yeah, yeah, because it's just um, you know I prefer it. I just want to get out there in the spring and the summertime when it's mm. so. Because I think we talked about this all, but I think the reason is that I like to be somewhere that where I don't feel I matter very much. I'm not really a big deal in the yeah in the sort of the humbling yeah yeah. And so you know, there's something about that of thinking right. I'm at the top. I've climbed this mountain or something, hmm. and like this mountain doesn't care about me. Like, yeah. It's going to be here for millions of years. It's been here for millions. It's going to be here for millions of years. That perspective is important, isn't it? I really yeah. like that. I find that really satisfying to think. To get me totally grounded and yeah. not and not feel like that solipsism of depression that comes with depression, yes. where yeah, where whole, it's all about you. Yeah, I mean, I got that a bit from the stargazing. <clears> but, but I, I, some, <laughs> really? I have a sudden sudden interest in you stargazing. Got a telescope? No, I just got an app, okay. <laughs> the Night Sky app, and yeah. if you hold it out, it's amazing. If you if you got an iPhone mm. or an Android, you hold it up and you can see Orion's belt and yeah. all that. Suddenly, you, yeah, that perspective, perspective yeah. yeah. Too exactly. much fucking perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does take you out of yourself to look, yeah. look beyond the self. I find it? that really yeah. helpful. Mm. And I think what you were talking, bef- what you said before about something being inside, trying to find it, yeah, uh, as opposed to just yeah. constantly creating and reinventing and mm. um, moving. I, I think yeah. that's really powerful. That idea of always be arriving. Yeah. Uh, never. Don't think. Um, oh, I'm here. I've, I've arrived. Yeah. That's. I've realised that's the beginning something. of the end, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the beginning of hmm. you don't have a purpose. No. You sort of think, right? I've got to the top of where I was trying to get to. Yeah. Now what? That's why people climb mountains, isn't it? They yeah. want to keep climbing another one and another one. Yeah. And, and just keep doing it. They're not. They're There's not, something. It's it's summed up in the Stoic 
philosophy that we we've talked about before, yeah. isn't it? Very much that philosophy of um, yeah, constantly becoming something. Yeah. Twenty twenty then. Well, um, t- sorry, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Picking yeah. up on what you said about looking forward, this is my tactic in January, the worst month of the year, right? Yeah. So my tactic in January is, what do I like? Hide in a cave. What do I like about January? It's a bit like yeah. your stomping yeah. stuff. Find so, something. So for enjoy. me, it's Australian Open. First yeah. Grand Slam of the year happens yeah. in January. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's the month of the, the Grand yeah, Slam. Yeah, brilliant. It's know. the month of the Australian Open. I can't and wait. And suddenly yeah. your whole... No, but your view changes. <laughs> yeah, it now. does, yeah. It's, it stops being off. Yeah. Let's get through this and more let's look forward to it. I think so, yeah. I think that's you that's know, a real superpower. If you can get that right... You know, you entertainment just, and sport and things can help that yeah. in that way, can't they? They can be something to focus on that yeah. get you through those. <laughs> it's that um, Danish thing. What's the word? Um, Higger? Yeah. It's not pronounced Higger, is it? It's spelled Higger. But, but yeah. it's easy to take the piss out of that, but I think mm. that makes a lot of sense because that's yeah. definitely a, the mindset of, okay, it's yeah. dark yeah. and it's always raining, it's cold, mm. we've got no money. Yeah. So, so instead of going, this is a fucking nightmare and, uh, and hiding yeah. until it's over, yeah. just think, okay, we need to spend more time indoors. Yeah. Uh, so what can we do indoors? Like, yeah. you know, what, what can we catch up on films I haven't seen mm. or... You know, get yeah. the board games out, or I don't know, just do, yeah. could do some baking. Just anything yeah. that you can do indoors yeah. that feels um, makes you feel good. You know, Positive, that you can yeah. enjoy, rather than thinking this is fucking awful. I can't, I can't go mm. out. You know, instead yeah. of focusing on the things you can't do, you know that. Yeah, that's the key. What I was just talking about: find enjoyment as a choice. You know, yeah. no matter what's going on around you. It's very stoic. Very stoic. Yeah, it's all, and it's all about what you choose to focus on. So, if you choose to focus on the grey clouds and the icy rain, yeah, that's going to be a shit month. I'm not saying that's easy. <laughs> I'm not saying that's easy. It's but, hard. Yeah, but it seems to me like a better way of living than just surrendering yourself to going, yeah. this is going to be shit for three months. It's something to strive for. And it, this comes in, we're, we're in danger of bringing up all the cliches, but the um, the idea of gratitude I find quite useful. The idea of, um, I literally write down what I'm looking forward to in January, which right. is a bit like writing down what you're thankful for. But um, but literally, like it will be the Australian Open, it will be uh, this new TV season's coming at yeah. the end of the month. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. And if you just make a list of that, those things, what yeah. I find... That's what you focus on. You just thought out. You focused, decided to focus on the things you're looking forward to. Yeah, and I think um, one thing that really can concentrate your mind is a bit of a health scare. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think if you have, whenever you talk to people who've had who've had health scares mm. and they've thought something um, something pretty catastrophic was happening, yeah, and it doesn't turn out to be that, then they always talk about how they they just they feel like they've got a, got yeah. a new perspective. Life views change. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, I can see why um, something existential, mm. you know, like that, um, makes you think, okay, the world is, the, the fact that I'm just still alive, you know, there's that yeah, kind of yeah, feeling, yeah. isn't there? That sense of... Um, and if I, you know, it gives you that sense of, um, not finality, um, like it's, uh, what's the opposite of infinity? The finiteness. Yeah. <laughs> Take the, um, the finiteness of life. Yeah, yeah makes it well what am I going to do with that then because yeah. what I make of the what's left is, is all I've got yeah yeah and I think as you sort of start to get older the more people around you mm. you know we've had people this year who you know have um, have died and, and yeah. you think um, oh that could have been me and, yeah. and I, that's the first thought isn't it yeah. well, you, know, I, you know I'm sure you know who I'm thinking of and you just think yeah. That it could yeah. so easily have been all the people talking mm. about me rather than us talking about yeah, him. Yeah, definitely had the same thought. Yeah, yeah so you, yeah. you just think, well, 
I'm still here, you know, I'm still, yeah. it's unlikely, my life is kind of unlikely as it is, yeah. that it, I, may even, I even exist. So, yeah. you, it's, it is a strange feeling, isn't it? it? Is a, think, yeah, it's a major well, one. Let's put everything, mm. yeah. let's just sort of, um, mm. the Alan Watts thing, just enjoy the ride, enjoy the dance of it, yeah. and, and not be thinking, mm. um, oh, what I haven't got. Yeah. It's, it sounds trite, I know, but no. not be thinking, they are simple. oh, I haven't got, uh, you know, the right job, the a right mansion in money. Beverly Hills, yeah. or uh, yeah, you know, I haven't got a Ferrari, or I mm. haven't got all these things that you haven't got. No. And, um, and with that, measuring your success against other people's success or other people's view of success—that's yeah. I mean, that's a real toxic thing, and that's what mm. he did bring that up, didn't he, Chris? Yeah. In the last episode where he was mm. talking about comparing yourself, and social media is a big yeah. problem. That's the yeah, it amplifies it, doesn't it? Particularly with teenagers, because I was reading a piece yesterday about teenage how teenage mental health is a real is a real problem because mm. um, I remember you know when I was a teenager I would come home from school college whatever and um, when I closed that front door I was safe yeah uh, completely safe in your environment and yeah. whatever happened at school whatever I was worried about whatever hadn't gone right or um, I could happily be safe from any from it mm. intervening in anything or, or getting in getting in yeah. But now um, it's porous, isn't it? Everything is porous. Yeah. Your whole life is porous. Into, yeah, yeah. Wherever you are in your pocket, the whole world is there. A window into it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's a really different mm. world to be living in. You know, no wonder we're not we're not adjusted for that. Definitely. No. So it's very difficult to kind of come to terms with how you can keep living a life when there's all those pressures and all those channels mm. pumping all that stuff in from lots oh, of yeah. different directions. I think Euro 2020 should be fun. Yeah. I think um, I like Marvel movies. There's a few of those coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, things well, like that. Well, doesn't like them, does he? No. Nor does... He's not keen on them. Who's the other guy like him who doesn't like them? Mm. Uh, another big director. Um, but that's something I share with my, my family, my son. So, yeah. you know, um, sometimes those, those moments, you know, that makes it worthwhile. I'm sure it would be different if, uh, if it wasn't something we bonded over. Uh, yeah. But I think finding those things you're looking forward to is a good, good idea to, to look forward rather than um, you know, commiserate about the past. You gave me a great podcast recommendation. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's talk about things to recommend before we go. Because that, the re- uh, you tell, tell, say what it is in a minute, but the reason I like it is, well, actually, you better say what it is first. Uh, it's called Brian and Roger, and uh, it's about two recently divorced men, <laughs> who uh, middle-aged men who are, they, the whole structure of the podcast is they're conversing through voice messages to each other so they ne- there's never any dialogue between the two and then they're just kind of leaving each other voice messages and what's revealed in those voice messages is where the humour comes from so you realise yeah. that one of them uh, is quite an unpleasant sort of character and the other one hasn't realised that, thinks he's, he's a naive. good friend yeah. very naive, so there's a lot of comedy and tension that that creates and the, the pictures that their messages paint it's extremely yeah. funny yeah, very it's very funny. It's basically a sitcom, isn't it? Yeah. But, but yeah. told. What, what I was going to say, why I brought it up there is because things like this, like social media and podcasting and all that, can bring things into a new way of telling stories yeah. or a new yeah. way of entertaining. Um, and that's a classic example of how that couldn't have existed in any other way but a series of 20 minute podcasts. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's one thing that I find really positive about the internet. People complain mm. about the internet and online culture and how, you mm. know, Russia's spying on everyone and. Yeah, is being hacked by China. Yeah, but one of the big things, positive things about the internet is that the independent creativity that happens. Yeah, 
And I think that's always the thing that I was always excited about at the beginning of the internet. Yeah. Thinking, this is amazing. It's, it's so the democracy mm. that you can just do anything you want. No gatekeepers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and so what I think what we're learning about now as we're evolving, we've, we've understood that, is the fact that you don't have a gatekeeper doesn't mean you can just do anything. No. It means that we need to get better at uh, quality control of yeah. the things that we're doing. Better and, filters, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and to try and work out what the level is, what's 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 quality, what you know, mm. high production values of things, and and to try to be aspire to better. Yeah, it's like back to what you were saying earlier as well about um, truth and yeah. fake, because uh, we've also got to learn to navigate that. So my, I, I think the genie is out of the bottle. We know there's yeah. no stuff in that back end, so we've, yeah. we've got to move on. I actually think it, I see it as a curve, like that initial optimism. Yeah, was we, we're down now into I think probably the low lowest yeah, yeah. feeling. Don't you feel that like everyone's yeah. worried about privacy and Absolutely, fake, yeah. uh, and you know all the dangers of technology? But it will go back up again as we find ways to manage yeah. it. I think, um, but that's a, that's for another podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. So so um, thanks for that. I mean, we hopefully hopefully we got this out on New Year's Day, and it's a bit yeah. longer than the usual podcasts. But um, hopefully, you know, in your slightly fuzzy, hungover state post-Christmas or pre-work yeah. <laughs> you've uh, got something out of it um, and we'd love to hear from you about what you're going through um, yeah <laughs> so please feel free to email us tweet us nothing offensive please um, yeah unless it's really entertainingly offensive but um, yeah you know just as we say try and keep it positive because like, there's yeah. enough sort of negativity and misery in the world so, there's too much so, <laughs> there's too much <laughs> let's try and <laughs> let's yeah. try and mitigate that and we'll try and uh, do this more frequently, but I don't think we should promise that, should we? Just given our busy lives, yeah. um, we'd love to keep doing this. We don't get paid for it. We at least I don't. You it's getting to a point now where it's a bit like that Charlie Brooker thing that's on every Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where you just go, oh, it's that Charlie Brooker thing again. Yeah. And um, it's like a square screen wipe, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sort of yeah. view of the year. I mean, we could keep it like if that. it becomes like that, so be it. But I'd like, I'd like to kind of do I'd it. I'd like to hope things. that we could do more, yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple of plans and let's hope they work out. Keep an eye on your notifications. Please do. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Emotional Cripples was devised and performed by Andrew Lowe and Tim Tucker. Designed by Stuart Bench. All music by The Weather Model. If you have been affected by the issues in this podcast, uh, you can call the Samaritans in the UK on 116-123. Or if you're outside the UK and Ireland, check out befrienders.org. You'll find the link in the show notes.